Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. This episode of Nobody's Listening is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get me, your host, James, to draw you just about anything for pretty darn cheap. DrawYouAPicture.com. Check it out today. Hey, Nobody's Listening. This is Patrick, and I was calling to say that, A, my birthday was on September 16th. Also, I'm, I'm calling to say that I was in a fair the last week showing animals, and my pigs just left to get slaughtered tonight, but they're getting slaughtered tomorrow, and I miss them, and I hope you miss them too on Cry on the Show for me. And I'm going to call you back with another possum story to make them both shorter. Okay, bye. Hey, how you doing out there, podcast people? This is Nobody's Listening Podcast, episode 80, brought to you the week of September 23rd. And uh, Nobody's Listening is a podcast where we tell funny life stories and invite you to do the same. I am one of your hosts. My name is James, and my brother's here. And I'm David. Uh-huh. We're so glad that you could join us on our 80th episode. David, did you ever think we would make it this far? No, no I didn't either, man. No, no way. I'm sort of surprised. I am. I'm surprised we have 20 listeners, yeah. <laughs> We've grown so much, you know, (laughs) back when it was just one or two downloads a week. We were crapping our pants. And then now it's like seven or eight, almost two years later. I know, we're doing pretty good. I think so. I think we have something to be proud of, a legacy that we're leaving for other other people to follow. Uh Uh-huh. That's enough uh, bull. We always start with an opening story. Uh, Hi, James. I'm Ben from Germany. I was listening to your new Nobody's Listening podcast, and I have some comments on your podcast. Oh, God. Comment number one. You wanted to know what a booster seat means in the country we life in. Well, in German, it's Kindersitz. <laughs> Are you <that> serious? Cool? <laughs> uh, I had called it a poochie, like assuming that people in uh, other countries, uh, you know, named a booster seat, something different. David, in Ireland, what would a booster seat be called? Booster seat. Really? That's yeah. so unique and cool. I guess I was wrong about... Stupid people. About <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to change anything. Uh, and uh, number two, he says that you usually... You, you said that usually the Europeans are the ones who run around nude, or you should respect unwritten rules of a country. I don't think not being nude is an unwritten rule in America. But anyway, Mm. I totally agree with you, but you can't blame the whole of Europe. Europe is a continent with 46 different countries. Well, thank you, mister. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Gosh. 46 different cultures and different people. Well, yeah, we have 50 states. Come on. We got you you beat right there. (laughs) 50 states in one country. What do you got? (laughs) And we have different people in each state, and we and make we, fun of each other. Yeah, we do. Uh, so you should be more specific with your mocking. Okay, we're just mocking the lower 26 European nations, countries. Um what's going on here? You should probably blame it on the French or Spanish people. Oh, wow. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Here he goes. Just for example, I bet the naked girl wasn't from Norway because it's cold up there. Really? I didn't say Norway. I said Norwegia. And Norwegia is a fake place that we made up. Uh, you should probably blame it on the French or Spanish because they have the most nude beaches. Oh, oh, okay. He's a, uh, he's a, uh, what do they call it? A hypocrite now. Mm. So French or Spanish people. Racist. No, you know what? I, I, I'm just going to blame somebody that is a European. That's, that's the thing people mistook is I was talking about a person, uh, from Europe, a European person. Yeah. So. Like from the, the continent Europe. So I'm sorry, um, if I'm stupid and well, coming across as a dumb American, but you know what? My kids had their clothes on. <laughs> well, if, if you're an American out of the bathroom, where are you in the bathroom? Oh, my European. Gosh. Oh. 
And that's why we miss David. <laughs> that was a good one. Vicky, <clears throat> thank you for sponsoring this episode of Nobody's Listening. She, uh, she's got a little uh, scrapbooking website, close to my heart, scrapbooking and card making dis- supplies at www.vicky.mycTMH.com. She says, do you need help getting started? Contact yes. me. Info is on the site and email me for a discount. So I guess her email is on vicky.mycTMH.com. And as always, thank you, Creo, for sponsoring yet another uh, podcast episode. I know it's getting old. Creo. So annoying. I mean, we love you. But, but dang. Uh, dang, dude. Are you just made of money? <laughs> uh, let's jump right into this. Weekly. You shut your mouth. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> update. All right, time for a weekly update. David, you want to go first? Yeah, I got so many. Well, you only well, allowed here, one. Okay, here's the, here, today. Okay, one today. Was it today? Yeah, it was today. Um, I was driving down the road. I went. I went to go see a friend that I haven't seen since I left. Okay. okay. So uh, she worked. She used to be my manager at the store I used to work at. Well, now she cuts hair. So she's like, you need to come up and see me. You need to come see me. So I was like, yeah, okay. So I went up and saw her, hung out for about an hour or two, you know, just having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then I was leaving, and I got in you know, the truck, driving off. And I pass this these two people in a convertible Miata, and their hair, they have very beautiful gray hair. Like, I'm talking about nice, mm. like platinum almost, um, just floating in the wind. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so his wife and this guy's driving. Pull up. I have to look. The guy driving has a beard, you know, whatever. Well, the right, the passenger has a beard too. Oh. And they're both wearing the same shirts. Oh. And they look exactly alike. Oh, my goodness. They're flipping twins. That's so crazy. Dude, it freaked me out. <laughs> I almost got in a wreck over it. You know, it was that bad. I, I slowed down so they could pass me again. Mm. I sped up so I passed them again. <laughs> They're on the phone to some number. They called a three-digit number. I don't know what it was. Some <laughs> psycho guy keeps staring at him. Yeah, that's as good as it gets for this week. Why? Why, why is it that guys with beards are the only ones that drive convertibles? I don't know. Usually they're bald, though. But this is crazy. I thought I was on LSD. <laughs> Not like usual, huh? No. Okay, um, the only thing I got, yours beats mine, hands down. I was writing up the title for my sermon this week. And I was, and I had a huge typo to where my sermon title was "Kane Kids Able." And I was thinking how funny that would be if Kane if Kane instead of a murderer was just a good practical joker. <laughs> God comes down, you know, and it's like, "Where, where is your brother Abel?" And Kane's like, <coughs> "Am I my brother's keeper?" Oh wow! <laughs> you know, I broke you. You don't know about that I, one. I've heard. Well, see, Cain and Abel were brothers. Cain they killed were, Abel. Yeah, and Cain killed Abel. And so he wasn't his brother's keeper, so he, did, he threw him in a yeah, pit. Well, no, he was acting like... Lions were involved. <laughs> and then the god flooded the earth. <laughs> All in the same week. Yeah. What a weekly update, man. You know what? If you've ever wondered, folks, whether you should buy a desktop or a tablet PC... Just remember, did Moses bring the Ten Commandments down on a desktop? Nope. No, it was a tablet, tablet. my friends. We need a bump bump for today's episode. I just want to mention all the folks on Ustream. We do shows every Tuesday night at 9.30 Central. And uh, we've got about 17 folks joining us today. I'm not ashamed of those low numbers. Me neither. I see bare butt. I see What? B- <laughs> I saw who's? <laughs> Saw a bear butt. Oh, uh, B-E-A-R, not B-A-R-E. Okay. Uh, Blue Bob Jones, comic book, somebody, concert, pianist, gulp. If I get old, Ginsell, Lowrider, Red Boar, Sammy Cracker, Zandy, and the ever-present Ustream bot, making sure nobody gets naked. And a few random lurkers. So thanks for joining us, people. Thank you. All right, David, it has been requested by the Ustream people that you move your microphone somehow to where they can see more than just your forehead. What are you talking about? I'll leave (laughs) or lower your face so they can't see anything. I'm looking through the mesh. I do have to figure out a better setup. We've talked about getting um, like lavaliers for the video people. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. 
So anyway, we're in the process. We are. We're not. But I, I gotta, am. I got. I'm in the process. It. I'm trying to figure out if we know somebody. James, don't worry. I'll take care of you. <laughs> Just meet me out back of the store. Dude, I applied at Guitar Center. We are. In, we are in the end. Are we? Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's uh, do some news. News. All right. Uh, the news we have for today is this. Save the day fund. Yeah, I have not checked that out in a while. Really? Honestly, $310 we've raised for you, buddy. Wow. To help you get to uh, Europe. Thanks, guys. It's awesome. We read off all the names last week, but I know people have given anywhere from seven bucks all the way up to $100 at a time. It's huge. And so everybody doing their part. If you haven't given yet or if you'd like to, check out NLCast.com. Click on Help David, and uh, you can save the Dave. What we're trying to do is raise money for a plane ticket to get David to Ireland. And uh, it costs a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's, it's not bad. It costs a lot. But it's pricey. So, um, yeah. We do care. You need to put $500 in if you have it, and you need to put in $50 if you have that. But you can check it out at NLCast.com. You can also sponsor a show for just 5 bucks again. I got a little ahead of myself, and we went up to 10, and people were, I don't know. We, we started getting so many um, uh, sponsorships that I, I upped it, and then we got none. So I'm figuring we're not. We're not worth ten bucks, so now no. we're back. We're back down, and uh, somebody had asked this question, so I'll go ahead and play this right now. Hey guys, this is Patrick again, and I'm not trying to be a stalker, but I was just wondering if I could send sponsorship money to you through mail, mm-hmm. and if I could, could you just tell me the address? You don't have to play this one on the show. You can just email me or whatever. Okay, the um, email, or I'm sorry, the land place the snail mail address the land place i was trying to say landline uh you can send those to james kennison care of nl cast to 5700 winner as in the opposite of loser road 5700 winner road kcmo 64127 if you'd like to sponsor a show via mail of course then if you want to do it the old-fashioned way which is actually the newfangled web 2.0 way go to nlcast.com click on sponsor an episode and we will read your name we will give you super member status in the forums and we will read a message just like we did for vicky um, or if you're Creo, we'll just mock you for supporting us but no we do thank all of our sponsors and all our contributors uh last bit of news that i have is i have a new web comic that i have been doing and i wanted to wait a few weeks before i really really hardcore promoted it but it's called geek loves nerd and it it focuses on things that happen in my life uh, with my family being married to a a nerd and her being married to a geek and our kids and all that kind of stuff you can check it out every tuesday and thursday on nlcast.com and if you can't find one right on the main page just go down to categories click on comic and you'll see them they'll all be there for you and last but not least don't forget to check out drawyourpicture.com that's my portfolio and art site and all that kind of stuff i've got two new pieces of art up that i'd love for you to go check out i did a couple of drum uh pedals for a rock band uh repair man he repairs rock band pedals and uh, he had me do some more graphics for him. And then I did a manga uh, version of some some dude's girlfriend from, from Australia. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I helped in that. Yeah, David was the model. <laughs> <laughs> for the hair. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. We're going to play a promo from a wonderful podcast called J-Day's Podcast. And when we come back, we're going to jump right into our featured stories because we have a lot to do. It is our rodent themes show. And David and I are going to be telling stories about raccoons, possums, critters, ex-girlfriends. And we're going to be sharing yours when we come back. See you then, peeps. You're listening to Nobody's Listening. Do you like crazy life stories and lessons learned from others? Like crazy news stories and hearing about all the crazy stuff that happens around the world? Do you think you know movies? Then don't even think about listening to this show. Hey, join us each week on the J-Days Podcast for all the crazy news from around the world. Your life stories emailed and called in. And our movie puzzler, which is sure to get you thinking about years past. You might just win something cool for listening, too. Check us out at www.jdays.com or in iTunes. J-Days Podcast. J-Days Podcast. You've got to hear this. Featured Story. 
Okay, our featured stories are all going to revolve around rodents. Mm-hmm. Rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. <gasps> what was that from? I don't know. Princess Bride. Poor Thank guys. you so much. If you can tell me, I'll draw you a picture. Uh, well, do you have a story about well, well, rodents? Well, thing is, me and you were texting back and forth, communication, yeah. and I did go on Wiki, <laughs> and I did learn about rodents. David didn't know what a rodent was. So, oh, he did. I had a cat story. Okay. When it comes down to rodents. Okay. Cat, rodent is a cat. Okay. That's what I've figured out. No. I went to wiki, wikidontknow.com. <laughs> Wikidontknowcrap.com. No. Okay. So, crud. I totally went black on that one. Okay. You great. go ahead. I'll, I got to pray back here. <laughs> I totally blacked out. Okay. Um. Oh, Wow. <laughs> It's gone, huh? It is totally. <laughs> Professional. Very cool. Okay, um, this I'm going to have to go way back in the day on this one, because I'm going to go ahead, if you're going to classify a cat as a rodent, I'm going to classify a roach as a rodent. Okay. Um, because in Florida, uh, the roaches uh, are palmetto bugs, and that's, you know, that's just another word for a big, giant, monster-flying roach. And I think I've mentioned this on a previous show, but it bears repeating on this theme show. We were being babysat. And my parents apparently couldn't, your dad, my mom, and your mom, uh, couldn't find a babysitter, apparently. And across the street were these very prim and proper uh, old folks. And these, and I mean, what I mean by that is they had a perfect house, they had a perfect yard, they was always out in the yard, they were just doing stuff. They had strawberry bushes and had places where you could walk and couldn't walk. And that was just absolutely the polar opposite of our yard, you mm-hmm. know, and our life. And but but yet they had somehow decided this is what they wanted to do. They wanted to babysit for my mom and your dad and your mom. I keep forgetting we're we're related in there somewhere. Yeah. Sorry about that. And uh, so we're over there. They're over in our trailer. And one thing they don't know about our trailer is our trailer is open to the elements in a lot of places. Holes. Because there were two, you know, trailers merged together. And that just, that's just like somebody cutting your house in half and then duct taping it back together. That meant, you know, rodents uh, could get in whenever they want. And most of the time, palmetto bugs were very, um, very agile, very capable of sneaking Mm. in through those cracks. So they're sitting on the couch together, very close for two people who've been married as long as they have. And and now that I'm thinking back, it looked like fear. It looked like fear. Like like you're sitting <laughs> well, in a house we need to leave. where you don't want to touch anything. Yeah. And you're afraid. I've been there. You want to put as little of your butt on the couch as possible so as to not contract whatever's in the cushions. So we're doing what we do because we never had friends or people over because we lived out in the sticks. We were We were showing off. That's what kids do. They start doing flips. Tumbles. And, and, and it's all like we're doing it for each other, but we're secretly doing it for the people. And um, long story short, my sister is going to go and play the piano. Oh, God. And <laughs> she's going to just start Which doing one? this. <laughs> Leanne. Okay. She opens up the sheet music. And uh, and I knew it wasn't me because I didn't use sheet music. I played by ear. <laughs> she opens up the sheet music and this giant but something just flies goes right between both their heads they dive like somebody threw a grenade and it goes all the way across the room and hits the television falls on the ground crawls around big giant palmetto bug and and we were just like Wee! <laughs> something to play with and we all chase it and so anyway not you know it it's just funny not from my perspective it's funny from these old folks perspective because they probably si- broke a hip they're they're sitting in this house where the filth you know, it was supposed to just be there, you know, but then the filth got a body and attacked them. And flew. So, do you have your cat story yet? <clears throat> no, I was joking about the cat. <laughs> um, well, okay, we lived in Ocala, Florida for a while. It, it was, we lived right next to the highway. Mm. It was like one of those very, very cheap hotels that were right next to the highway and the lights thirty nine ninety five a week. <sighs> well, we lived in a trailer park. <laughs> White Oaks, Ocala, Florida. Check it out. Wow. Right behind Cracker Barrel. That's right. I remember that. And um, one night, uh, it was a single wide, 80-foot single wide. So mom was in one end, I was in the other, and I heard some scratching, you know? I was like, what the crap? We don't have dogs anymore. You know, what's going on? Uh, And then I hear it move underneath the floor. Yeah, because things can Mm. live under your trailer. Yes. So then I heard scratching like on tin, like metal. Ooh. Like this, if it's something big, I can handle it. I have guitars. Is it hanging crawling on out the it's outside crawl- of your? No, it's oh. it's somewhere inside. Ooh, because the air vents run underneath the trailers too, right? Yeah. 
So I get up and I hear it move and I hear it stop and I hear some hissing. <laughs> I was like, okay, but David, be smart. What's what's hissing and what scratches? That could be a raccoon. That could be a possum. An old possum. That could be something. So then I turn on the light and look down the vent in the bathroom. And mm. sure mm. as you would say, mm. it was sitting there looking at me. Oh, a big gosh. old possum oh. in the vent. In the vent. So being the man that I am, I took my toothbrush. I made a shiv out of it, and I started stabbing that little thing. <laughs> made a shiv? He, he was biting it, and he was just attacking it. And it's 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm stomping. I'm rebuking it in the name of the Lord. To re- you are not welcome here. And it's not moving. Because they do look like demons. They too. are the eyes, the long, the big ball nose on the end of it, the teeth. Jesus. So I thought he was stuck. Was he, you know, I sort of got tired from it. You know, as the Lord says, if you don't win, walk away. And okay. come back later. <laughs> Shake the dust off your feet. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I gave up. Well, I heard him again like an hour later, and I was like, you know what? Forget this. I had one of those, um, uh, not telescoping, but uh, a hose in the shower. You know, the shower head's on a hose. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to burn him out. <laughs> Hot water, dude. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't have enough guts to take the cover off and grab him. <laughs> oh, dude, it was, I don't know how he turned around, but I'm he did. <laughs> he burned his face and everything. Uh, that possum never came back. <laughs> he told his friends. I was going to throw him some shampoo, but I might burn him. Well, off. yeah, first you brush his teeth, <laughs> give him some shampoo. I was conditioner. trying to shiv him. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. It really made me, it scared me to death because I was trying to go to sleep and oh. something happens and then, you know. Whatever. Oh, okay. I had a hamster named Fred when I was in high school when we lived on Martha Drive. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, I'd bought a cage for it with the with the tunnels and stuff. But everybody knows hamsters do not make good pets. Mm-mm. They're the cutest things in the world, but their job is to run away from you as much as possible. That is their job. And sure enough, eventually Fred did escape. And my mom always told me, don't you bring that thing in my house. If that thing ever gets out, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. I'll find it. I'll squash it. It's a rodent. It is a rat. That, is that rat loose? I think that's what I remember her saying. And um, uh, so, yeah, it got loose. And uh, I can't remember the rest oh of the story. Oh, my God. Uh, I was cleaning out my closet, though, and uh, I hadn't found it for like a month. <laughs> and, uh, I know it's coming, Jesus. <laughs> No, you don't. Yeah, I do. It, it it was living in one of my shoes. Oh, I thought it was dead. No. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's living in one of your but shoes. But I will say this. Was it cute? And it just kind of fell out. It just he just fell out and he was been, he living or was he, he was alive? He was living. alive. And I put him I put him in in the thing and um I got him a female. And, why'd you do that? Because I was like so happy. That Were he was they alive. married? They was married. Did like you my, wed them? Like my daughter said today, she said, uh, tigers have babies when, because animals get kind of married. <laughs> so they got kind of married. Okay. Wait, wait, nudge, nudge. And uh, but the problem was Fred was the one that had the babies. <laughs> no way. So Fred was a girl. Oh, let me see. Um, Fred was a girl. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. My story. Okay. I don't think I ever told this. It sort of felt like I did. I have told a story. Uh huh. And um, it's okay. So, me and John were outside in Martha Drive, mm-hmm. and there was tons of stuff that just laid on the ground that was just there. So we went next underneath the uh, the window of the kitchen, and we mm-hmm. picked up something, and there was a whole a platter, as James would say, <laughs> of little mousins. A platter. Have we told this story about the platter? <laughs> no. No, we got to. Okay. There were like eight of them. And me and John thought we hit the jackpot. So we went inside, got a, a uh, clothes hamper, put a little towel underneath it. Got all of them, put them all in there. Mm. And I swear we had them for a week. But then we noticed like they're disappearing. Mm. Oh, time. There's like eight, seven, six, five, four, <laughs> three, two. Down to one. Oh, man. Turns out they, uh, they, they, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but well, you said they, the they perished. Word. They perished. They perished, and then we found them underneath the towel. Oh, so the little brothers and sisters killed each other. Oh, and then mom found out we had them in the house. Oh. Say ah about that. <laughs> that, that was, was horrible, dude. 
I was done. Speaking of your mom, mom, our mom, mom hated anything like rats, roaches, any of that stuff. What do you think a chihuahua is? <laughs> That's a rat. Yeah. With a, with a license. Um, okay. So David's always been this animal lover and you probably don't remember this. You've probably heard mom mention it a few times, but uh, David used to have a dog named Doxy. I love Doxy. And Doxy was a, was a was a wiener dog, and everybody knows wiener dogs were bred to go into holes and pull animals out. Well, anyway, Doxy like killed this mouse one time or, or something. Yeah, that's something, my next story. Yeah. A little critter. <laughs> and uh, David picks it up, walks it in to my mom, <laughs> holds it up to her, says, Mommy, baby, the baby's, uh, you know, hurt. The baby, the baby's barely able to talk. And my mom's like, what, what, what? What? And David's back and you know coming at her, holding this thing closer and going, but the baby. <laughs> so David throws it down and runs off crying. Poor little guy. My mom's screaming, freaking out. <laughs> the baby laying on the ground. Well, speaking of Doxy, he was great at getting the rats. Yeah, or mouse or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, in Old Town, one time, Dixie County, uh, we kept on having them go in between the cabinets in the kitchen. You would only see a blur. <laughs> So I released the hound. <laughs> I put Doxy in the kitchen for like two hours. I came in. And it, it was like American Gladiator, dude. He grabbed him and throw him up and catch him. Throw him up and catch him. Throw him up. Sling him on the cabinets. Oh, he was wow. amazing. He had this pile of rats with him on top <laughs> with a flag. Oh, God. Beams of light coming out from behind him. <laughs> Doxy the Destroyer. It was, it was sort of like watching 300 with a, a dachshund. We had a dachshund, and his name was, speaking of rodents, and uh, <laughs> his, his name was Beckett. We named him after Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. And yeah, we had a little toy that would dangle on the end of a string, like for a cat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had another dog named D.O.G. He was just a big trailer dog. And, and he'd be like, rrr, 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 and he'd play with it and all this kind of stuff. But Beckett, dude, when he got all of that thing, he would grab it and then he'd, he'd snap yeah, his yeah. neck, snap whatever he thought he had's neck. Them little dogs are cute, but they, they are, are vicious. They are. If you ever get them mad. Wiener dog will trip you. Slap him in the face a couple times. If, hey, you. If you lay there long enough and give him time, they'll walk up and start <laughs> nappy chomping neck. on your neck, just trying to eat through. And if you lay there long enough, they might get through to your jugular vein. <laughs> you're going to have to just, oh, you're so cute while you're killing me. <laughs> I just love you. You wiener dog. <laughs> Harmless thing. Oh. So, okay. <laughs> Possums, dude. I hate them. We had, we had chickens in Yulee, Florida chicken house i don't know it was just something to do with heidi was heidi in there no heidi was the special chicken that never went in the hen house he was our she was our pet but uh the the thing was that there were always critters trying to get our chickens and you'd see chickens like looking like like it's almost like they look through the uh fence but their head was gone and so obviously these possums we're standing there, and I always imagine that they had like those little biter sharks at the end of poles, you know, that you yeah. got when you were a kid. They were reaching through the bars, getting a chicken by the head and pulling them towards it. Either that, or they were just like, hey, chicken, come here. And I got to whisper something. I got to tell you something to get closer, a little closer. We're up. <laughs> the chickens are like, hey, I, I, this is a strange devil thing has a secret for me. I'm going to go over and check it out, you know. But that and that was that was weird and but it was just weird enough to where as a guy I was like kind of intrigued by it because you pick up these chickens by the feet and their head was gone and you just bury them out the back. So then, okay, so I'm a little lost. Okay, so they would be walking around with their heads cut. Heads no, off. no, no. They'd just be laying there with their heads gone. With their heads gone. And, and, and they, apparently the possum just ate their head. Wow. Yeah. And so I'm walking inside to get the eggs one day, and uh, just kind of you know I'd done it a million times. And all of a sudden I hear. <laughs> And I look over, and you know, Disney, Song of the South, has these little possums hanging from their tails, swinging back They're and cute. forth, singing a song. They look like little teddy bears with noses. They look like the littles, you know. And, I, and dude, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Possums are the devil, man. Mm-hmm. They had that, yeah. So, scared me to death. Possum, we, we shot at it. I think I think John went and got shotgun and shot it. But, uh yeah. This thing's got so many diseases, too. <sighs> Possums are nasty. Possums are nasty. Ugh. Tell you what's nastier. What? Rattlesnakes. Yeah? Those are bad. Tell me about one, Dave. I don't know if I ever told the story, too. It's been a while. But um, me and Jonathan, we, uh, the church we went to at the time, it's like me and Jonathan got in a car and drove to church by ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but Mom took us to this church, and there's a whole bunch of rednecks in Dixie County. 
Be careful talking about rednecks. I know. Good lord, I have a complaint. Um, so uh, these stupid rednecks <laughs> took us out in our woods, and they showed us how to hunt hogs. You know, put the dogs on the trails and let them go. So while the dogs were looking for the hogs. We, These are wild hogs. <clears throat> wild hogs, yeah. You know, pretty pretty good size, 100, 200 pounds. Um, Dangerous. S- d- yeah, they could definitely get you if they wanted to. Uh, we, I mean, literally probably two feet, three or four steps, we just stepped on a rattlesnake. Mm. Huge rattlesnake. And she wasn't rattling. She was trying to get away from us. Ah. So one of the stupid rednecks, he took a gun, a twenty two pistol, and, and did a couple rounds into her. Mm-hmm. Okay, but she kept going. So after we got done, you know, we told mom about it, and then uh, we knew where she was. She was underneath a tin, a piece of tin laid over. So me and Jonathan, uh, Leah was actually down that time. Um, oh. <laughs> we uh, The next day we woke up, and we already planned that we were going to go back out there, and we we're going to kill that snake. Get him down. That's our mission. So we woke up, and everything was quiet. Mom and Leah were gone. So we went out in the woods. We got the gun. We loaded it. The what gun, kind of that, gun? What kind of gun? It was the old War II looking gun, the uh, 30 carbine. Oh, my goodness. So we put 15 in the clip, one in the bore. Because <laughs> the snake was packing, apparently. <laughs> we might so, need this kind of... <laughs> we might need this kind of force. <laughs> I was like, John, don't you want to get the shotgun? No. No. I, I'm a sniper. I'm going to be very specific. <laughs> I'm going to sit up in a tree while you hold the metal. <laughs> So as we walk out there, and while we're walking out there, we're like, okay, who's going to hold up the metal? Because we know she's probably still there. Or who's going to shoot? So pretty much it came down to the basic paper, rock, scissors. Okay. So I lost. I had to hold up the metal, which which my hand caressing around the metal, and you hear, you hear, God, David. And you're like, this is it, God. And then so Jonathan <laughs> cocks the gun and just, you know how John is cock cock, you know, I'm ready to kill something. <laughs> so I lift the metal up and you hear her and John's like, I got her, I got her. And then like it was like fourteen rounds later, had one left. He's like, This is for dad. It was like our father died. He was right around snake bite. Snake ate your dad. Give his dad back. So, uh, dude, he blew its head off. Wow. Very surprised. So we pull it out. It turns out it was a five foot two rattlesnake. And uh, it, she was full of eggs. Well, not eggs, embryos. Uh, uh. Rattlesnakes give live birth. Oh. So I had a, I, we took her home. We were all proud of walking down there. Mom and Leanne freaked out. So I gutted her and skinned her. And mm. now I wear my belt every day. That's so terrible. Yeah. Closest thing to a rattlesnake story I have is one time you were you or Jonathan were following me down down a dirt path and I see this rattlesnake and it was a small one and it coiled up the S thing and I jumped over it and you were still following me and I jumped back over the snake and grabbed you and saved you. (laughs) And I went I went and told mom and she didn't care. And then I went and told my um Boy Scout leader, because I'd been reading in Boy's Life how you could get a, a badge for saving somebody's life. Did you get a badge? James? No, nobody cared. <laughs> Nothing was documented. I don't even think anybody believed me. That's horrible. So I had to elaborate. So you had to do it again <laughs> in front of everybody. You went out and bought a rattlesnake. <laughs> this rubber snake symbolizes the, the death of my brother almost. Anyway. Uh, uh, okay, uh, back on roaches real quick. Um I think I've mentioned this on Geek Loves Nerd, but I don't know that I'll mention it here. When we lived in a house in Florida, there was this giant, giant oak tree in the backyard. And it was, it had like four or five foot, I kid you not, just compressed down of, of decaying leaves and stuff. Nobody had raked back there for years. It was just a breeding ground for every kind of water bug. That's what they call them there. Palmetto bug in, in existence. These mutant bugs coming in through our laundry room. And then into the rest of the house. And my wife just got totally freaked out. She's always not liked them, but she got really, really, really sensitive to it because they were just everywhere. And she made me do all kinds of things to try to get rid of them. And once I finally did, um, I mean, it went from where they were crawling to where they were dead. And and she would freak out even about the dead ones. And I kept trying to convince her, but sweetheart, at least they're dead. They're coming in and they're dying. I don't want them to even come in, you know, that whole thing. And so once they quit coming in, the fun was kind of over, and I kind of realized I really liked it. And <laughs> she kind of freaked out because it gave me something to do. So I realized if you took a black plastic bag and stuck your thumb in it and pulled, 
it pulled off and stretched in exactly the same size and shape as the palmetto bug. <laughs> yeah. So horrible husband. I started putting them in places where I knew she would look, like um, under the trash can or under something, you know, a book on the table or next to the bathroom toilet or, you know, just anywhere I could think of. I'd put like four or five of them um, in the washing machine, you know, and stuff like that to mix in with the laundry. And, oh, it was just great. Just casually just sitting around all of a sudden here. <laughs> well, around that same time, me and Jonathan were there and um, we uh, – I think me or Jonathan saw a palmetto bug cross in the living room. Jim was in the kitchen. We were in the, your computer room. And so I can't remember who got it, but we got a plunger and stuck it on top of the bug <laughs> in the middle of the living room. So you're like, get Jen to go get the plunger and put it back in the bathroom. So we're like, Jen, can you get the plunger? No, you get it. You get it. I'm doing something. I'm busy and all this stuff. So about 10 minutes later, Jen's like, okay, I'll get it. Grabbed it, dude. Screamed for her life because it was real that time. <laughs> Oh my well, goodness. that's the thing. She'd never know if they were real or not. And so she'd get all close to them like she wouldn't if she knew they were real. And then when they were real, then it was just that much better. So. <laughs> that's great. I don't do that to her anymore because uh, she would kill me. Yeah. So uh, rats. Oh, man. We've mentioned on Geek Loves Nerd, too. But we moved into a house in the inner city and the house had mice or rats rather all over it. And they were too smart to get caught by traps. I mean, the traps would spring and the peanut butter would be gone. We got really sick of it. And I thought, well, what, you know, what else could we use? We got glue traps. And I don't know why you think glue traps are more humane, but you do. You kind of think, well, it's not snapping their necks. Well, if I starve them to death. Yeah. So, (laughs) well, anyway, we put this small glue trap out, a couple of them. And dude, I kid you not, next day, five to six of these suckers were just stuck on writhing all over each other. It was the most grotesque thing I've ever seen in my life. They were like trying to bite each other and all kinds of junk. Then I had to take this thing outside, and then I was like, what am I going to do with it? I can't bury him alive. And so I don't even know if I want to say this. Shovel. No. I took a, a concrete block and flipped him over upside down, and I just dropped that sucker right on top of him. That's uh, fast. Uh, it was terrible, though. I like shooting the shotgun. It was the worst thing. I swore I'd never do that again. Just never use a glue trap, ever. I would rather snap him with the Well, yeah, it's instant. Traps. Yeah, that's the most humane thing. So it was gross. It was really, I hate really people gross. like that. Hate me? No, I hate people like that. The whole inhumane way to kill an animal. Uh, you want it fast or you want it slow? <laughs> either either way. Yeah. Stupid rednecks would do it fast. She almost shoot with a gun, boy. For women ass. Well, they're smart like that. If, if they see an animal that's, you know, that's right. not able, like a lot of farmers believe that. If an animal is not able to help them out, benefit their profit or whatever, help mm-hmm. them live, then the animal's got to be put down. Yeah. I agree. I agree, but you got to do it humanely. Yeah. 45 in the head. All right. It's uh, it's time for your input. E-N-V mail. Thank you for calling. Okay. Um, let's see. We've got a few things here. Let's start with a story that was written in by Norm. About five years ago, I worked for six months in, a, in Pupa, New Guinea, a small country north wow. of Australia. Uh, for two weeks of that time, I worked in a small tribe helping a missionary family paint their home. Myself and a couple of other guys arrived there late one evening, and after meeting the missionary family, headed off to bed for the night. The missionary family was putting us up in an old house that had been empty for quite a few years, and uh, was ob- it was obvious from all the dust and the dirt. I crawled into my sleeping bag and tried to get some sleep, but was soon disturbed by a scampering sound next to my oh head. God. The scampering sounds continued to get louder, but I eventually fell asleep. Not me, buddy. I woke suddenly to the feeling of something tugging on one of my toenails. No. I kicked and I panicked and I sent a huge rat flying off into the air. I saw him hit the wall and run away. I was a little freaked out by this encounter, but I tried to fall asleep again. Only minutes later, I felt another rat trying to pull some of my hair out. What the crud? I threw him as well, only to be attacked again as one tried to harvest my leg hair. Apparently, human hair is good for rats' nests. To make a long story short, I battled rats all night long as they pulled on my leg hair, toenails, and ran across my sleeping bag. Needless to say, I didn't get much sleep for most of that trip. Loved the show. Norm. And the bad thing is, you're in a different country. You're not used to the animals in a different country. That sucker could have been huge. I don't care what country you're in. Rats trying to harvest your leg hair. Harvest. It's, it, yeah. Here, let's listen to voicemail real quick. Hi, 
guys, it's Vicky. Um, okay, so I also listened to the podcast about the possums, and I'm not sure if you ever did your possum podcast, no. but I have my own opossum story. Um, I grew up in Southern California and um, near the beach, so it's that whole 70 degrees year-round, mm. pretty nice, including mm. the mornings. Um, and my car was parked on the driveway, and in the mornings, um, I grew up kind of by the cliffs, and there's that morning mist that kind of comes in. And so I got in my car, and I was driving around, and all of a sudden I smelled something kind of funky. And I thought, okay, well, maybe it's just the engine. And it was, I don't know, it was like a holiday weekend or something, and this is Friday. So Any engine um, the next day, Saturday, bad. it just was getting pretty funky smelling. Mm. So I pulled up to a gas station <laughs> and had them check out the engine, and apparently, sometime in the middle of the night, a possum decided to crawl up into my engine. <laughs> and um, growing up in Southern California, you don't, you know, think about, oh, I better knock on my hood to make sure no little critters have crawled up into my engine like you do, I don't know, where it's cold. Um, so, yeah, I kind of cooked a, a possum in my engine, and because it was a holiday weekend, there were no mechanics there to, you know, disassemble said possum. So I went over, um, went back home, and my friend's boyfriend at the time decided to take matters into his own, own hands, literally, and Ooh. use the garbage bag, yeah. and pressed wash. tried to pull it out, and yeah. it broke in two because it was cooked, yeah. <laughs> it was disgusting Gosh. and gross. Oh. So, um, yeah. yeah. That was possum story, and then also um, there. Are, um, my friend took a picture, like a Polaroid picture, a couple of years later when I was in college, and um, of a possum on her wall. Took a picture and wrote on the Polaroid, "You killed my mother." So, hee <laughs> hee. That's a possum story. Uh, talk to you guys later. Mm. Bye. So uh, I could just imagine, you know, people come up to her. So you know, when she gets a new car, so how you know people usually do horsepower. You know, how many possums you got <laughs> blowing under there? That's horrible. It's great, though. She better have eaten it. Better a possum than a cat. Uh, well, let's see. Tammy says, One day I was in a rush to get the kids fed and out the door to a school activity. I walked in the pantry to grab a can of tuna. Imagine my surprise to find a visitor already eating in the pantry. A snake was lying on the very shelf my tuna is on, eating a mouse that was still moving. I screamed, ran out, called my husband to inform him I was... I was not coming home again until he came home and removed this unwelcome visitor. He laughed at me, but he did agree to come home straight away. Uh, by the time I got back home a f- uh, few hours later, it was gone. Uh, oh, yeah, and the kids, we had McDonald in- instead of tuna that night. I can imagine so. Honey, we have a snake problem. <laughs> yeah, and we have a rat problem. <laughs> well, not anymore, just the snake problem. Uh, let's see here. Here's Paul. Hi. Hi, this is Paul from Florida, and I have an animal story. Well, um, one night we were going to buy a hamster for my little brother. And, well, we were looking at the hamster. There were black ones and there were gold ones. And Get the gold uh, one. my little brother, um, Lucifer, um, uh, he wanted the black one, so he was petting it, and then it just went up and bit him on the finger. And my dad, and my dad told us, that you shouldn't jerk away because then they bite hard. So I was petting the black one, and it went up and it bit me, and I didn't I didn't pull back because then it would bite harder. So it just bit right all the way like into my finger. It uh, was bleeding all over my hand. It took move. like a minute to get a paper towel. So there was a lot of blood uh. involved. That was my rodent story. It probably wasn't that good. No. Um, yeah. And I wish I could do the monkey chicken dance so people would clap for me. Too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, no, it was a great story. The problem was your dad's logic. You know, don't pull away. Don't fight against the hamster. I mean, the hamster sounds like it bit about as far in as it could. I think once it's reached that point, it's okay to start jerking. And once it's down it to your bone, well. there's really no other thing. Yeah, to be he done. can't bite, but only so hard. I mean, their teeth are what? you know, an eighth of an inch long. Yeah. Once they're already in up to their snaws, you just need to start wailing on that, on that rat. <laughs> I mean, there, there's gotta be a cat pin somewhere. I know. Around. 
beat the mess out of that thing. You're flying around with a rat on the end of your finger, beating it with a cane or something. I just imagine slapping it on a table. We expect you to pay $25 for that dead rodent. I knew I should have gone for the gold one. Uh, it all happened many moons ago, about four years worth to be exact. I was being a happy-go-lucky sixth grader. I was excited for my March break shenanigans, though I never thought my hamster would outdo me. It all started on the Saturday I went to clean TJ's cage, but to my horror, the cage was open. Panicking, I scavenged the house, desperately looking for my pet, but to no avail, I failed in finding him. Now, as my week off dwindled, I slowly lost more and more hope each passing day. To say the least, I was one sad 11-year-old. Now comes the somewhat hilarity, in my opinion. My dad needed to use his table saw one Sunday night for a reason I can't recall. Oh, God, And no. that's when I heard a startled sound emitting from the basement. I guess it was her dad. Confused, I ran out of the basement wondering what happened while almost knocking my head off on the ceiling or floor in the process. To my bewilderment, TJ slowly staggered out from under the table saw. He was rocking all over the place. His eyes were drying, and after looking under the saw, I saw some dried vomit. So from then on, I always bragged to my friends that my hamster... At a spring break, too. If this gets on the air, thanks for reading. Courtney, a.k.a. somebody on the forums. This is, uh, I guess, the the little guy got a little rocking action going on under the table saw. I guess that's the point. How could you get a rocking action on the table well, saw? Well, I don't know. Maybe he took a few trips around the blade. I thought he was going to get cut in half myself. I was waiting for it. Scott Harvey says, uh, my junior year in college, I had a small rat whose names I, whose name I will reveal at the end of the story. Needless to say, I was not prepared for how large a rat can get from eating pure dog food. He Whoa. grew, <laughs> he grew quite large about the size of a small cat. So I had to get rid of him. I figured I had to deposit him under the public safety building on campus since Best they bet. had a large crawl space with plenty of room to run around. I left the open remains of dog food by a hole in the wall for food, and I said my goodbyes. A few days later, driving over to a friend's place late at night, I noticed a huge rat and several smaller rats crossing the road in front of me. I didn't see them until I was right on top of them, and I hit one. And it made my car bump pretty hard, so I figured I must have hit the large one. I pulled over to see if I could help the poor animal. Sure enough, it was my pet rat. See what you get. Whose name I will now reveal. His name was Flat Eric. No lie, his name was Flat Eric. He sure lived up to his name. Enjoy, Scott Harvey. David? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. What? You are a sad human being. (laughs) See what you did? I bet you you're aiming. I bet you. Oh, oh, you who tried to run over some... some (laughs) Who? Some birds who are wrestling. Oh. Yeah. Why uh, don't you cast judgment, David? Well, it's not... I wasn't aiming. Here's what I got to say to you. Wish you weren't an ugly mouth jerk face. There you go. Thanks, James. Uh, let me see. Let me... Here's uh, here's something about a mouse. Hey, nobody's listening. This is Patrick again to share my possum story. Well, really, this is a mouse story, and it isn't mine. It happened to my friend, but I was there. We'll call him JJ. Okay, well, we were at camp uh, over the summer, and he had, a, he had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And he says that when he put his shoe into his, when he put his foot into his shoe, Get it straight. there was a mouse there. And he screamed and woke everybody up. So the next day he told us why he screamed. And then he just happened to get sunburned that day on his back. <laughs> and the next night... He didn't want to go to bed because he thought that the mouse would run over his back and kill him from the pain of the sunburn. Okay. But he went to bed, and then when he woke up in the middle of the <sighs> he was laying on his back, and the mouse was on his stomach. And he screamed again and woke us up. And okay. I got mad at him, and I wanted him to leave camp, and he ruined my week. Okay. That's for a refund. Okay. Okay. Wow. We did have uh, some middle school drama after all. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I should I should edit these better. Speaking of uh, things we should edit, here's something from Emma. Hi, I love Dave. you. I have two stories about no, you don't. mice. Nope. Wrote it. Just, Just one. Uh, mice. Um. Well, I was at camp for two weeks, and one week I was like, I was. Um, Sorry. Anything that begins with "I was at camp" from now on is banned. No. Sorry. 
Here, our house sits on an isolated area near some fields. We uh, are used to having mice throughout the winter. But one Sunday, in a rush to get to church, I came running up from the laundry room and stepped on what I thought was a pencil. It wasn't. It was the tail of a giant rat. And he wasn't very pleased with me. I went straight to the hardware store after church and they didn't have any rat traps and I was not going home without something. So they insisted. So instead they had me get a live animal trap. Well, it worked, but then I had to get rid of a live and very angry rat to contend with. Uh, We didn't find a way to contend with it. Warning. We didn't set it free. We used a Rubbermaid tub full of water. I know it's not humane, and anyone who knows me knows I love animals immensely, but not rats in my house. We reset the trap just in case uh, before it was over. A few days later, we had caught six rats in our cage. I still have the trap just in case. Dear Lord, the Tammy, rats where do there? you live? That's second story from Tammy. She was the one that had the mouse and the snake. Oh, God. She just must live outdoors in a lean-to. It's the only thing I can imagine. Uh, When I was about eight years old, I had a hamster named Felix. And Felix had a bad habit of escaping his cage, don't they all, and going on little ventures around our house. We usually found him within a couple hours of his escape, though. But this one time, I couldn't find him. As I fell asleep, my little eight-year-old brain was imagining all sorts of ways he might have been killed. The next morning, however, I woke up and found him squeaking in his cage again. My parents told me they'd been watching the news late at night and had heard an odd beating sound like plastic brushing against plastic. They investigated in the kitchen and found Felix just under the sink, running inside the salad spinner like a mouse wheel. Oh, wow. Let's just say that it was the first place I looked the next time he escaped. This story is dedicated in loving loving memory to Felix, who ran away forever back in 2004. He might be dead, or he might be out there in suburbia haunting other unsuspecting neighbors' salad spinners. Thanks, guys. JoJo, a.k.a. Lady Erwin in the forums. P.S. David, I support your decision to go back to Ireland to raise your kid, but it doesn't mean I won't miss you. Hmm. Sniffle. All right, let's play another voicemail here and uh, get it. Oh, no, over here. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Um, Have we played? Yes, we did. Here's a rodent story from Connie. Hi, James. This is Connie from Ohio. And I had called this story in, but then I said something wrong, so I'm just calling in it again. <laughs> um, I was listening to my kids talking to each other, and my son said what I heard was, When you go to prison, you'll get unlimited everything, just like your father. And I thought, what? So, of course, that's exactly what I said. I said, what? And he looked at me sort of strangely. Uh, We played that at the end of the last show. My bad. I don't know why I have that down as a rodent show, uh, rodent show, as a rodent show. episode or uh, thing but anyway when i was a little about four or five my sister had a few mice one of them had a tumor so we did the humane thing we froze it you're sick people uh, a few days later my mm. mom got the dead mouse out of the freezer me her and my sister went into the backyard to bury it being the perfect child that i was i remember that i had to get my shoes from upstairs so i ran to my room to get them to come back stairs when i got outside i discovered that there was a small mound of dirt in an empty Chinese food box with a small bite mark out of it, I was stunned. The highlight of my year would have been to see a frozen mouse, but they buried it without me. Sincerely, gulp. Goodness gracious. You froze a mouse with a tumor. David? People, there are boots out there <laughs> with big hills. Uh, Simple one slap. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, um, How did you freeze a rat. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I can't imagine. Okay, think about when you're getting cold. You're getting cold. It's annoying. It's annoying. You get more cold. Well, how long it's more did it annoying. take? How long did it take? At least an hour. Gosh. And what did you do to keep? Did you just throw him in there and close it up, or did you? You know, you put him in a freezer bag. So you, you suffocated know you did. him. Uh, don't ever write this story. Don't ever do it. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, Brian says, This story belongs to my fiancé, but I will pretend it's mine, and I will add a backstory. I had two hamsters named Mary-Kate and Ashley. They were the happiest hamsters in the whole state of New Hampshire. One was really skinny. (laughs) One day, Mary-Kate had a rumbling in her tumbly. What's that? said Ashley. I must be hungry, replied (laughs) Mary-Kate. So Mary-Kate decided to eat (laughs) Ashley. (laughs) Well, most of her. And they lived happily ever after. The moral of the story is disturbing. Thanks, Brian. That's good, dude. 
the best thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> oh, man. Let me see. I think we've got one more. Uh, let's see. Patrick. Hey, no, 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 no. Let's do one from Austin. This is totally unrelated to rodents, but um, I wanted to play this because it's about the Gospel of Kennison, and we've always got time. Hey, James. It's Austin. I haven't called in a while, but... Uh... I've been listening, and I took you up on the 100 push-up challenge. I'm uh, finishing up week two now, but let me tell you, man, at the beginning, the initial test, I was uh, ranking in at a, at a whopping 10, and uh took everything I could to do those 10. At the end of the week, I was doing up uh, a little bit more, you know, getting, getting those reps in and everything, and I got called up on stage by this basketball player guy at a youth rally, that was doing all these spinning, bouncing tricks and everything, and he calls me up uh, as a youth pastor to, you know, basically make fun of me and everything, decides to have me warm up in front of everybody by doing push-ups. And he asked the kids, 5, 10, or 15? And, of course, they all yell out, 15, 15, and none of my kids think I can do it, I'm sure. And I busted out 16 just for good measure. And uh, so... Gospel of Kennison, guys. Awesome. Way to go. See ya. <laughs> See, we're helping people, David. Yes, we are. It's our job. Uh, one more story. And guys, if your story didn't get read or played, I'm sorry. We had so much content. We lot. just had to pull through. And we didn't necessarily pick the best stuff. So, you know, it's not like we liked other people's stuff more than you. Um, a lot of times when it gets down to the wire, we're just looking at, at the size of your paragraphs. So here we go. Allie says, Hi, James and guest host. I wanted to submit a story for your rodent-themed podcast. When I was in college in Florida, go Gators. I was a resident resident assistant in the dormitories and our area's liaison to the recycling community. Wow. My main responsibility with this committee was to make sure the recycling bins were emptied as needed. And during holiday checkout, the bins tended to fill quite quickly and needed daily checks. So one morning, I saw a furry little tail scurry from behind one of the bins. I watched the animal peek its head out occasionally for about 20 minutes, and I realized it wasn't a rat, it wasn't a cat, it was someone's gerbil that they had decided not to take home for the holidays. Uh, With the help of two maintenance men, I was able to catch the gerbil. I kept him as a pet, and I still had him five years later. Whoa. I just thought I'd share a story associated with rodents that wasn't creepy or bad. (laughs) Thanks for the podcast, Allie. Happy. Yeah. And on that note, we'll go ahead and end up the show, dude. Bye, guys. Uh, we just have a few closing remarks that we'd like to say. Uh, visit us online at nlcast.com. You should do that. We we have an RSS feed that you can subscribe to because it's a blog as well as a podcast. You can see comics, uh, just uh, weekly or weekend polls that we take, um, videos that I find interesting. And, of course, if you find something that you want to submit, just email it to us. Uh, but call us and leave a comment on the show or tell a story of your own at 816 816- Two nine eight zero eight two three. You can also email comments and stories to nobody's listening to us at gmail.com and leave us an iTunes review if you haven't. We'd love that. Uh, tell a friend about us. And uh, we just wanted to say thanks to our sponsors, contributors, and everybody who listens. Thanks, Creo, and thanks, Vicky, for your sponsorship this week. We Thank appreciate you. it. And uh, go check out J Day's podcast. They do kind of what we do. I can't say it's necessarily clean. Um, it's more for grownups, but if you're a grown up and, uh, you like, uh, jokes and stories and stuff like that, go check out J day's podcast till next week. Um, I don't know. How do you want to end the show? David doesn't matter how many rodents are in your face. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how many snakes you freeze. Amen. It doesn't matter how many gerbils say climb around in your recycle Hallelujah. bin. Because the truth is... The truth is, brother, nobody's, nobody's listening. listening. Probably one of our best ones. I think so. I really... I got chills on that one. <laughs> uh, stay tuned, people. We got some voicemails that are going to play after the show. I wrote another song. I'd like to hear about that in just a minute. It's metal. He <laughs> lied. No, it is for real. <laughs> Let me finish the show. Bye. Oh, I thought we were done. No, bye. Goodbye. Hi, nobody listening. This is Joe Mama from Vermont. I just finished listening to your last episode about, uh, you were talking about pronunciating words, and I had a, a quick story. When I was about 20, my family moved to California, 
born and raised in Vermont and moved to California. I was there for about three months, and I had a job at a, at a Kmart. Well, one day, stocking shelves, this, this little old lady comes up to me and asks me if I knew where the heating pads were. And I had no idea. So I was like, you know, I, I don't know, ma'am. Let me go talk to, let's go ask my supervisor. So I walk around. I finally find my supervisor, and she's kind of down the aisle a little ways. And I said, hey, do you know where the heating pads are? Most Vermonters drop the G. So instead of saying heating, I said heating pads. And she kind of just looked at me and said, what? Well, I assumed that she couldn't hear me, so I said it louder. Do you know where the heating pads are? And again, she just kind of looked at me and was like, what? So finally, I was like, do you know where the heating pads are? You know, real loud. So everybody turned and looked. And still, she, she finally, she walked up to me and she goes, what are you talking about? And I said, the heating pads. And she just kind of looked. And I said, oh, the heating pads. Do you know where the heating pads are? And she's like, oh, yeah, they're down aisle whatever. But I thought it was pretty funny. So I had to remember to keep the G's on most of my words after that. So I'd get a kick out of that. Have a good day. Bye. It's what the world's been waiting for. The recap song. Okay. Oh, yeah. Little bonus for all you people who listen to all the voicemails. Well, rodents, they're very nasty. They crawl around on your sunburn if you're a middle school liar. And they crawl inside your pantry. Pantry. If you live in a shack. But... Hamsters crawling around It's not odd It's just odd to see them Changing genders And becoming parents When you think they are a dude I think it's rude To freeze any animal Has a tumor Rodents are my friends I represent them And they're my next of kin don't you underestimate them They might be the best thing you ever saw Ever Yeah Well, check it out now I'm a tiny little mouse And I got a hole in the side of your house And I went into the bread And I ate it and stuffed my head Now I'm walking into your bedroom To chew on your toenails Then I'm going to another country to see what I can buy and sell <laughs> Yeah, yeah Whoa, yeah I'm a tiny little rodent inside of your house You can call me a mouse, but I'm a rat And I win bigger than your cat Cause you fed me a whole bunch of dog food And then you decided I was too big And you put me out and that's rude And then to make it worse You ran over me and put me in a hearse and you name me Flat Eric, and I don't know what was worse. I am a rodent. This is my song. It's the way it is. This is the way I was made. Just trying to get a little Kool-Aid, even though it is not made. And smells like it doesn't have any sugar. I'm just in your pantry trying to survive. I'm just trying to stay alive. It's not my fault that this is the way it is for me. Just keep me away from your infants, cause I will chew on their face. And there's nothing funny about that, but that's the way I roll. And every now and then, I get caught in one of your traps, and then I am so dead. As you stand on the kitchen floor And if you're weak or kind of odd You will think I am scarier Than God A prayer goes 
close out for all you rodents out there. Just trying to make your way. Trying to survive day by day. And you can't say what you want to say. I think if you could talk, you would just tell us to take a walk and give us all your food and the place you live and one of your little kids and we're all good. In my rat neighbor. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.